Chapter 3.29, Part 2 of Personal Narrative of Travels to the Equinoctial Regions of America during the years 1799 to 1804, Volume 3, by Alexander von Humboldt, translated by Thomasina Ross. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 3.29, Part 2 The island of Cuba, over more than four-fifths of its surface, is composed of low lands. The soil is covered with secondary and tertiary formations, formed by some rocks of gneiss granite, cyanite, and euphotide. The knowledge obtained hitherto of the geologic configuration of the country is as unsatisfactory as what is known respecting the relative age and nature of the soil. It is only ascertained that the highest group of mountains lies at the southeastern extremity of the island, between Cape Cruz, Punta Macy, and Holquin. This mountain is part called the Sierra or Los Montanas de Cobra, the Copper Mountains, situated northwest of the town of Santiago de Cuba, appears to be about twelve hundred toises in height. If this calculation be correct, the summits of the Sierra would command those of the Blue Mountains of Jamaica, and the peaks of La Selle and La Hot in the island of St. Domingo. The Sierra of Tarquino, fifty miles west of the town of Cuba, belongs to the same group as the Copper Mountains. The island is crossed from east-southeast to west-northwest by a chain of hills, which approach the southern coast between the meridians of La Cuidad de Puerto Principe and the Via Clara, while, further to the westward, toward Alvarez and Matanzas, they stretch in the direction of the northern coast. Proceeding from the mouth of the Rio Guaurabo to the Via de la Trinidad, I saw on the northwest the Lomas de San Juan, which form needles, or horns, more than three hundred toises high with their declivities sloping regularly to the south. This calcareous group presents a majestic aspect, as seen from the anchorage near the Cayo de Piedras. Juagua and Batabano are low coasts, and I believe that, in general, west of the meridian of Matanzas, there is no hill more than two hundred toises high, with the exception of the Pan de Guayabon. The land in the interior of the island is gently undulated, as in England, and it rises only from forty-five to fifty toises above the level of the sea. The objects most visible at a distance, and most celebrated by navigators, are the Pan de Montanzas, a truncated cone which has the form of a small monument, the Arcos de Canasi, which appear between Puerto Escondido and Huaruco, like small segments of a circle, the Mesa de Mariel, the Tetas de Managua, and the Pan de Guayabon. This gradual slope of the limestone formations of the island of Cuba towards the north and west indicates the submarine connection of those rocks with the equally low lands of the Bahama Islands, Florida, and Yucatan. Intellectual cultivation and improvement were so long restricted to the Havana and the neighboring districts that we cannot be surprised at the ignorance prevailing among the inhabitants respecting the geological formation of the Copper Mountains. Don Francisco Ramirez, a traveller versed in chemical and mineralogical science, informed me that the western part of the island is granitic, and that he there observed gneiss and primitive slate. Probably the alluvial deposits of auriferous sand, which were explored with much ardour at the beginning of the conquest, to the great misfortune of the natives, came from those granitic formations. Note. At Cubanacan, that is, in the interior of the island, near Hagua and Trinidad, where the auriferous sands have been washed by the waters as far as the limestone soil. Martyr Tanguira, the most intelligent writer on the conquest, says, quote, 
Cuba is richer in gold than Hispaniola, San Domingo, and at the moment I am writing, a hundred and eighty thousand Castellanos of ore have been collected at Cuba. End quote. Herrera estimates the tax called King's Fifth, Quintal del Rey, in the island of Cuba at six thousand pesos, which indicates an annual product of two thousand marks of gold and twenty-two carats, and consequently purer than the gold of Sabao in San Domingo. In 1804, the mines of Mexico altogether produced 7,000 marks of gold, and those of Peru 3,400. It is difficult in these calculations to distinguish between the gold sent to Spain by the first conquistadors, that obtained by washings, and that which had been accumulated for ages in the hand of the natives, who were pillaged at will. Supposing that in the two islands of Cuba and San Domingo, in Cubanacan and Tibau, the product of the washings was 3,000 marks of gold, we find a quantity three times less than the gold furnished annually, 1790 to 1805, by the small province of Choco. In this supposition of ancient wealth, there is nothing improbable, and if we are surprised at the scanty produce of the gold washings attempted in our days at Cuba and San Domingo, which were heretofore prolific, it must be recollected that at Brazil also the product of the gold washings has fallen from 1760 to 1820, from 6,600 gold kilograms to less than 595. Lumps of gold, weighing several pounds, found in our days in Florida and North and South Carolina, prove the primitive wealth of the whole basin of the Antilles, from the island of Cuba to the Appalachian chain. It is also natural that the product of the gold washings should diminish with greater rapidity than that of the subterraneous working of the veins. The metals not being renewed in the clefts of the veins, by sublimation, now accumulate in alluvial soil by the course of the rivers where tablelands are higher than the level of the surrounding running waters. But in rocks with metalliferous veins, the miner does not at once know all he has to work. He may chance to lengthen the labors, to go deep, and to cross other accompanying veins. Alluvial soils are generally of small depth, where they are auriferous. They most frequently rest upon sterile rocks. Their superficial position and uniformity of composition help to the knowledge of their limits, and wherever workmen can be collected, and where the waters for the washings abound, accelerate the total working of the auriferous clay. These considerations, suggested by the history of the conquest, and by the science of mining, may throw some light on the problem of the metallic wealth of Haiti. In that island, as well as at Brazil, it would be more profitable to attempt subterraneous workings, on veins, in primitive and intermediary soils, than to renew the gold washings, which were abandoned in the ages of barbarism, rapine, and carnage. End of note. Traces of that sand are still found in the rivers Holguin and Escambray, known in general in the vicinity of Via Clara, Santo Espiritu, Puerto del Principe de Bayamo, and the Bahia de Nipa. The abundance of copper, mentioned by the conquistadors of the 16th century, at a period when the Spaniards were more attentive than they have been in latter times to the natural productions of America, may possibly be attributed to the formations of amphibolic slate, transition clay slate mixed with diorite, and to euphotides, analogous to those I found in the mountains of Guanabacoa. The central and western parts of the island contain two formations of compact limestone, one of clayey sandstone and another of gypsum. The former has, in its aspect and composition, some resemblance to the Jura formation. It is white, or of a clear ochre yellow, 
with a dull fracture sometimes conchoidal sometimes smooth divided into thin layers furnishing some balls of pyromax silex often hollow at rio canimar two leagues east of matanzas and petrifactions of pectin cardites terebratules and madrepores Note. i saw neither griffites nor ammonites of jura limestone nor the nummulites or cerites of coarse limestone End of note. i found no oolitic beds but porous beds almost bulbous between the potrero del conde de mopax and the port of batabano resembling the spongy beds of jura limestone in franconia near dondorf pegnitz and tumbach yellowish cavernous strata with cavities from three to four inches in diameter alternate with strata altogether compact and poorer in petrifactions note the western part of the island has no deep ravines and we recognize this alternation in travelling from the havannah to batabano the deepest beds inclined from thirty to forty degrees northeast appear as we advance End of note. the chain of hills that borders the plain of guinas on the north and is linked with the lomas de camua and the tetas de managua belongs to the latter variety which is reddish-white and almost of lithographic nature like the jura limestone of pappenheim the compact and cavernous beds contain nests of brown ochraceous iron possibly the red earth tierra colorado so much sought for by the coffee planters haciendados owes its origin to the decomposition of some superficial beds of oxidated iron mixed with silex and clay or to a reddish sandstone note sandstone and ferruginous sand iron sand and of note superposed on limestone the whole of this formation which i shall designate by the name of limestone of guinness to distinguish it from another more recent forms near trinidad in the lomas of san juan steep declivities resembling the mountains of limestone in caripe in the vicinity of cumana they also contain great caverns near matanzas and Haruco, where i have not heard that any fossil bones have been found the frequency of caverns in which the pluvial rivers accumulate and where small rivers disappear sometimes causes a sinking of the earth i am of opinion that the gypsum of the island of cuba belongs not to tertiary but to secondary soil it is worked in several places on the east of matanzas at san antonio de los baños where it contains sulphur and at the chaos opposite san juan de los remedios we must not confound with this limestone of guinas sometimes porous sometimes compact another formation so recent that it seems to augment in our days i allude to the calcareous agglomerates which i saw in the islands of chaos that border the coast between batabano and the bay of jagua principally south of the cieniga de zapata caia buenito caia flamenco and caia de piedras the soundings prove that they are rocks rising abruptly from a bottom of between twenty and thirty fathoms some are at the water's edge others one-fourth or one-fifth of a toise above the surface of the sea angular fragments of madrepores and cellularia from two to three cubic inches are found cemented by grains of quartzose sand the inequalities of the rocks are covered by mould in which by help of a microscope we only distinguish the detritus of shells and corals this tertiary formation no doubt belongs to that of the coast of cumana cartagena and the great land of guadalupe noticed in my geognostic table of south america Note. M. Moreau de Jean has well distinguished in his Histoire physique des Antilles Françoises, between the Roche Ravet of Martinique and Haiti, 
which is porous, filled with terebratulites and other vestiges of seashells, somewhat analogous to the limestone of Guinness, and the calcareous pelagic sediment called at Guadeloupe platine, or Macon bon Dieu. In the chaos of the island of Cuba, or Jardinios de Rey e de Reina, the whole coral rock lying above the surface of the water appeared to me to be fragmentary, that is, composed of broken blocks. It is, however, probable that in the depth it reposes on masses of polypi still living. End of note. Messrs. Chamiso and Guaymar have recently thrown great light on the formation of the coral islands in the Pacific. At the foot of the Castillo de Inpunta, near the Havana, on the shelves of cavernous rocks covered with verdant seaweeds and living polypi, we find enormous masses of madrepores and other lithophyte corals set in the texture of those shelves. Note. The surface of these shelves, blackened and excavated by the waters, presents ramifications like the cauliflower, as they are observed on the currents of lava. It is the change of color produced by the waters, owing to the manganese, which we recognize by some dendrites? The sea, entering into the clefts of the rocks, and in a cavern at the foot of the Castillo del Moro, compresses the air and makes it issue with a tremendous noise. This noise explains the phenomenon of the bajos roncadores, snoring bocabillos, so well known to navigators who cross from Jamaica to the mouth of Rio San Juan of Nicaragua or to the island of San Andres. End of note. We are at first tempted to admit that the whole of this limestone rock, which constitutes the principal portion of the island of Cuba, may be traced to an uninterrupted operation of nature, to the action of productive organic forces, an action which continues in our days in the bosom of the ocean. But this apparent novelty of limestone formations soon vanishes when we quit the shore and recollect the series of coral rocks which contain the formations of different ages, the Musselkalk, the Jura limestone, and coarse limestone. The same coral rocks as those of the Castillo and La Punta are found in the lofty inland mountains, accompanied with petrifactions of bivalve shells very different from those now seen on the coasts of Antilles without positively assigning a determinate place in the table of formations to the limestone of Guinness, which is that of Castillo and La Punta, I have no doubt of the relative antiquity of that rock with respect to the calcareous agglomerate of the Chaos, situated south of Batabano and east of the island of Pinos. The globe has undergone great revolutions between the periods when these two soils were formed, the one containing the great caverns of Matanzas, the other daily augmenting by the agglutination of fragments of coral and quartzose sand. On the south of the island of Cuba, the latter soil seems to repose sometimes on the Jura limestone of Guinness, as in the Jardinios, and sometimes, towards Cape Cruz, immediately over primitive rocks. In the Lesser Antilles, the corals are covered with volcanic productions. Several of the chaos of the island of Cuba contain fresh water, and I found this water very good in the middle of the Cayo de Piedras. When we reflect on the extreme smallness of these islands, we can scarcely believe that the freshwater wells are filled with rainwater, not evaporated. Do they prove a submarine communication between the limestone of the coast with a limestone serving as the basis of the lithophyte polypi? And is the fresh water of Cuba raised up by hydrostatic pressure across the coral rocks of Cayos, as it is in the Bay of Hagua, where, in the middle of the sea, it forms springs frequented by the lamentants. The secondary formations on the east of the Havana are pierced in a singular manner by cyanitic and euphotide rocks united in groups. 
the southern bottom of the bay, as well as the northern part, the hills of the Moro and the Cabana, are of Jura limestone. But on the eastern bank of the two Ensenadas de Regla and Guanabacoa, the whole is transition soil. Going from north to south, and first near Marimalina, we find cyanite consisting of a great quantity of hornblende, partly decomposed, a little quartz, and a reddish-white feldspar seldom crystallized. This fine cyanite, the strata of which incline to the northwest, alternates twice with serpentine. The layers of intercalated serpentine are three toises thick. Farther south, toward Regla and Guanabacoa, the cyanite disappears and the whole soil is covered with serpentine, rising in hills from thirty to forty toises high, and running from east to west. This rock is much fendilated, externally of a bluish grey, covered with dendrites of manganese, and internally of leek and asparagus green, crossed by small veins of asbestos. It contains no garnet or amphibole, but metalloid dialage disseminated in the mass. The serpentine is sometimes of an equilus, sometimes of a conchoidal fracture. This was the first time I had found metalloid dialage within the tropics. Several blocks of serpentine have magnetic poles. Others are of such a homogeneous texture, and have such glossiness, that at a distance they may be taken for pectine, resinite. It were to be wished that these fine masses were employed in the arts, as they are in several parts of Germany. In approaching Guanabacoa, we find serpentine crossed by veins between twelve and fourteen inches thick, and filled with fibrous quartz, amethyst, and fine mamelon and stalactiform chalcedonies. It is possible that chrysoprase may also one day be found. Some copper pyrites appear among these veins, accompanied, it is said, by silvery-gray copper. I found no traces of this gray copper. It is probably the metalloid dialage that has given the Cerro de Guanabacoa the reputation of riches in gold and silver, which it has enjoyed for ages. In some places, petroleum flows from rents in the serpentine. Note. Does there exist in the Bay of the Havana any other source of petroleum than that of Guanabacoa? Or must it be admitted that the beton liquido, which in 1508 was employed by Sebastian de Ocampo for the caulking of ships, is dried up? That spring, however, fixed the attention of Ocampo on the port of the Havana, where he gave it the name of Puerto de Carinas. It is said that abundant springs of petroleum were also found in the eastern part of the island, Manantialas de Betun y Chapapote, between Holquin and Mayari, and on the coast of Santiago de Cuba. End of note. Springs of water are frequent. They contain a little sulfuretted hydrogen and deposit oxide of iron. The baths of Barreto are agreeable, but of nearly the same temperature as the atmosphere. The geologic constitution of this group of serpentine rocks, from its insulated position, its veins, its connection with cyanite, and the facts of its rising up across shell formations, merits particular attention. Feldspar with a basis of Suda, compact feldspar, forms, with dialage, the euphotide and serpentine, with pyroxene, dolerite and basalt, and with garnet, eclogite. These five rocks, dispersed over the whole globe, charged with oxidulated and titanious iron, are probably of similar origin. It is easy to distinguish two formations in the euphotide. One is destitute of amphibole, even when it alternates with amphibolic rocks, Joria in Piedmont, Regla in the island of Cuba, rich in serpentine, in metalloid dialage and sometimes in jasper, Tuscany, Saxony. The other strongly charged with amphibole, often passing to diorite, 
has no jasper in layers and sometimes contains rich veins of copper silesia moussinet in piedmont the pyrenees parapara in venezuela copper mountains of north america Note. on a serpentine that flows like penumbra veins of greenstone diorite near lake cluny in perthshire see mcculloch in edinburgh journal of science eighteen twenty four july pages three to sixteen on a vein of serpentine and the alterations it produces on the banks of carity near west belloc and forfarshire see charles lyle l c volume three page forty three end of note it is the latter formation of euphotide which by its mixture with diorite is itself linked with hyperthenite in which real beds of serpentine are sometimes developed in scotland and in norway no volcanic rocks of a more recent period have hitherto been discovered in the island of cuba for instance neither trachytes dolerites nor basalts i know not whether they are found in the rest of the great antilles of which the geologic constitution differs essentially from that of the series of calcareous and volcanic islands which stretch from trinidad to the virgin islands earthquakes which in general are less fatal at cuba than at puerto rico and haiti are most felt in the eastern part between cape Maisy, santiago de cuba and la Quad de puerto principe perhaps towards those regions the action of the crevice extends laterally which is believed to cross the neck of granitic land between port-au-prince and cape tiburon and on which whole mountains were overthrown in seventeen seventy the cavernous texture of the limestone formations soboruco just described the great inclination of the shelvings the smallness of the island the nakedness of the plains and the proximity of the mountains that form a lofty chain on the southern coast may be considered as among the principal causes of the want of rivers and the drought which is felt especially in the western part of cuba in this respect haiti jamaica and several of the lesser antilles which contain volcanic heights covered with forests are more favored by nature the lands most celebrated for their fertility are the districts of jagua trinidad matanzas and mariel the valley of guinness owes its reputation to artificial irrigation sanyas de riego notwithstanding the want of great rivers and the unequal fertility of the soil the island of cuba by its undulated surface its continually renewed verdure and the distribution of its vegetable forms presents at every step the most varied and beautiful landscape two trees with large tough and glossy leaves the mamia and the calophyllum calaba five species of palm trees the palma real or oreodoxa regia the common cocoa tree the cocos crispa the corypha miraguama and the sea maritima and small shrubs constantly loaded with flowers decorate the hills and the savannas the cecropia peltata marks the humid spots it would seem as if the whole island had been originally a forest of palm lemon and wild orange trees the latter which bear a small fruit are probably anterior to the arrival of europeans who transported thither the agrumi of the gardens they rarely exceeded the height from ten to fifteen feet note the best informed inhabitants of the island assert that the cultivated orange trees brought from asia preserve the size and all the properties of their fruits when they become wild the brazilians affirm that the small bitter orange which bears the name of loranja do terra and is found wild far from the habitations of man is of american origin called clue travels in south america end of note the lemon and orange trees are most frequently separate 
and the new planters in clearing the ground by fire distinguish the quality of the soil according as it is covered with one or other of those groups of social plants they prefer the soil of the naranjal to that which produces a small lemon in a country where the making of sugar is not sufficiently improved to admit of the employment of any other fuel than the bagasse dried sugar-cane the progressive destruction of the small woods is a positive calamity the aridity of the soil augments in proportion as it is stripped of the trees that sheltered it from the heat of the sun for the leaves emitting heat under a sky always serene occasion as the air cools a precipitation of aqueous vapours chapter three point twenty nine part two